This is episode number three with Tom Sylvester. Welcome to the Mindset Horizon podcast. My name is Tibor Nard, mindset and performance coach and the founder of Mindset Horizon. The mission of this weekly show is to reveal the disruptive mindset of purpose-driven entrepreneurs, high performers, visionaries, and change makers, so you can transform your mindset, realize your full potential, and execute on your dreams. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Now let's get started. Welcome back everyone to the Mindset Horizon podcast. Before introducing today's guest, let me guys tell you a little bit more about the Mindset Nation community, a Facebook group that I highly recommend you to join. In this community, you have the chance to get in touch with other like-minded listeners, the incredible guests on the show, and of course with me, the host himself. You can ask questions, give feedback, and engage in different conversations. On top of that, you will know everything about the most important freebies and takeaways and the latest news about brand new episodes. You can join this community by simply clicking on the link in the show notes or visiting our website mindsethorizon.com. So let's dive into the introduction. My guest today is Tom Sylvester, a serial entrepreneur who has built not one, not two, but three successful businesses, a real estate business, a wine and liquor store, and an online coaching and training company that has enabled both him and his wife to leave their jobs in their early 30s after his wife told him it was impossible. Tom is the co-founder of Lifestyle Builders, a coaching and training company that helps entrepreneurs build their businesses to create more impact with their customers and more freedom in their lives. Over the past 15 years, Tom has helped with thousands of business leaders and their teams create more success from Fortune 500 companies to different kind of startups. During this time, Tom has developed and refined his philosophies, models and strategies for growing entrepreneurial businesses. Tom and his wife, Ariana, share their philosophies and guidance for entrepreneurs on the Lifestyle Builders podcast and in their book called Lifestyle Builders, Build Your Business, Quit Your Job and Live Your Ideal Lifestyle, as well as through their coaching and consulting programs. As a serial entrepreneur with huge amount of experience, Tom has been featured on amazing podcasts such as Entrepreneurs on Fire and From Founder to CEO, just to name a few. So guys, I'm more than excited and pumped about this conversation with today's guest, Tom Sylvester. Hey, Tom, and welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much for having me on. Sure, it is such a pleasure to have you on the show, and thank you so much for being here. So three different businesses, a book, a podcast, and so on and so forth. We're going to dive deeper into those topics as well. But before we do that, would you please take us back and share your entrepreneurial journey? Where did it all start for you? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm actually going to start with where I'm at today and then we'll kind of work to how we got to this point. So today, as you mentioned, my wife and I run three different businesses. Uh, We've both been able to leave our jobs. And as a result, we've been able to do what we tell people, you know, really design our ideal lifestyle. And so um, we're both 35. Actually, uh, I just turned 35 and my wife will turn 35 actually the day before our book comes out, which is pretty cool. But uh, this all started back like 14, 15 years ago. Uh, I met my wife actually the first day of college. And as we were getting ready to graduate, I looked ahead 
and I had a computer science degree. She had a zoology degree. And I was just looking at like our future after college. And I didn't like what I saw. You know, I looked at people that were in my field, you know, doing software development and they were sitting in cubicles, you know, working, you know, eight to 10 hour days. And that just wasn't the path that I wanted for myself or for our family. And so basically I did what my wife would call crazy, but I set a goal to retire by 35. And I had no idea how I was going to make that happen, but I figured 35 was long enough to figure it out, but not too long that we would, you know, basically miss out on our life and all of those experiences. And so uh, once I set out to make that happen, then I had to figure out how to actually do it. It sounds like you were actually very conscious about this uh, vision or planning this vision. So what was your biggest drive uh, about entrepreneurship? Yeah, you know, um, I had a lot of challenges growing up. I mean, we we all have challenges in different ways. And one of the things that a lot of those challenges taught me was that, you know, it's really important to get clear on what you want. And then regardless of what challenges are in the way, grow and learn and figure out how to overcome those challenges so you can have what you want. And so, you know, throughout college, I really didn't think too much about that. I was, you know, just learning, enjoying school. And then afterwards was when I really had to say, you know, what is it that I want? You know, I, I have this degree now. My wife and I had a whole bunch of debt from student loans and credit cards. And at that point, it was really thinking about what I wanted. And I knew I wanted, you know, freedom. I wanted the options to control my time, to not have to worry about money. And, you know, I knew that, you know, I wanted a family. And when we had a family, I wanted to be able to put them first and do things like, you know, spend time with our kids and give them great experiences and, you know, have a strong marriage and a healthy relationship. And so I knew all those things I wanted. And I think it's important for people to be intentional about what they're doing and where they want to go. So by thinking about the future and what your vision for the future is, you can then start to say, okay, what are the different paths that will get me there? And which one do I think is the best path? And then make intentional choices to get there. So if you look at successful people, most of them follow this path. They're getting clear on where they want to go in the future. They may not know every step, but they have an initial path and they take that first step and they adjust along the way where most people that are not as successful as they want to be or not as happy as they want to be. If you look at it, they don't have a clear picture of what would really make them happy or what kind of life they want to live. And then as a result, they're not able to make the intentional decisions that will help them get there. Wow, I think it's it's so important to have this vision that is really compelling for someone and especially when someone uh, is starting out as a, as a as a as a business owner or an entrepreneur, like having this clear vision what you really want to experience in the future is is fundamental. Uh, for me, it sounds like you have you had this clarity, right? And you were very conscious about planning this out. How did you how did you start this journey? What was your starting point? Yeah, so like I said, when I set that goal, I I knew I wanted to achieve it. I had no idea how. And I think that's important for people to realize is that you can know where you want to go and what you want to do, and you don't have to have all the answers. In fact, you know the least about anything you're doing at the very beginning. And with each step you take, you learn more. So it's important to know where you want to go, 
to take that first step and then constantly adjust along the way. So for me, I was like, okay, I don't know how I'm going to get there, but what can I do to kind of figure that out? So I started looking at people that were in the position I wanted to be in. And, you know, I noticed a couple common themes. One, they were readers. So I hated reading books at this point, but I realized that I needed to continue to read, continue to grow and educate myself in order to make that happen. Uh, I also then realized that a lot of them invested in the stock market. So I went to try that route out, Uh, except very quickly, I figured out that one, we were broke former college students that didn't have any money. We had a lot of debt. And two, the stock market, there was a lot to it. And, you know, it just didn't seem like the right fit for me. So I started looking at like um, multi-level marketing uh, companies and that really wasn't a good fit. Uh, I started looking into like franchising a business and I realized that we didn't have the money or the net worth to do that. And so I came across uh, real estate and I said, you know what, just about every successful person has real estate as part of their portfolio. So maybe we can start in real estate. And I found this really cool strategy where you could basically buy a duplex, like a house that has two apartments in it. You live in one apartment, you rent the other apartment out, and then you're basically living rent free. And so I was like, this is it. This is a really good way for us to reduce our expenses, get started in real estate investing, and then move on. The only challenge was every time I would come up with one of these ideas, Uh, Ariana, who is my girlfriend, then fiance and now wife. But at the time, she was my girlfriend. She just kept shutting these down. She didn't want to start a business. She thought it was risky. Um, She didn't want to, you know, get into real estate because she didn't want to be a landlord. So it was very challenging to actually get started because I wasn't aligned with Ariana. And what kindly, what finally brought this to a head was I ended up hearing an ad on the radio for this free real estate investing training. And so I was leaving work. I was kind of depressed because I didn't know how I was going to make this goal happen. And so I went to the free training. Then they had a $500 training. So I bought that. And then they had additional trainings. um, And I was like, we we can't afford this. I'm just going to go figure a different path out. Except there was this voice in my head like, if you don't do this, you're not going to be able to make this work. So my cousin and I ended up splitting a $15,000 real estate training. And then I realized afterwards I had to tell my wife that I just spent all this money, uh, even though we were already in debt, even though we were about nine months away from getting married, and she didn't want to invest in real estate. So you can imagine that that was not a very easy conversation to have. Wow. A couple of key things that I just want to repeat for the listeners. So Mindset Nation, you just need to start out. Make sure to have a clear vision, but you don't have to know all the hows. Start out and with every step, you will learn and grow. And so, Tom, that was a turning point when you decided to start one of your own businesses and it was the real estate business. So what happened next? Yeah, so basically what happened was I was like, oh, crap, now I got to tell Ariana this and it's not going to go well. And and you can imagine it, didn't it? Uh, You know, we had many conversations. There were lots of tears on both sides and what really kind of changed things was we were having a conversation and, you know, Ariana's like, why would you do this? You know, we're already in debt. I already told you I didn't want to do this. Uh, You know, we're getting married in nine months. And I answered her. I said, you know, I want us to have freedom. I want us to have a great marriage. When we have kids, eventually, I want us to be able to spend time with them. And I don't want somebody else to kind of control us. I don't want to worry about money. 
And as I shared that, you know, she looked at me and she's like, you know, I want the same thing. And it was at that point that I realized, you know, a big epiphany that I think a lot of people run into. I kept telling Ariana what I wanted to do. You know, I wanted to invest in the stock market. I wanted to uh, start a business. I wanted to invest in real estate, but I never told her why. And it was at that point when I told her why and we got aligned together on what that future vision looked like, then it was much easier for us to say, okay, we're aligned on the end goal. Now let's talk about the different ways to get there. And then let's talk about which one we're going to go on and what role we each play towards that. And so from there, it was basically like, okay, we spent all this money. How are we going to pay it back? And that was when I started investing in real estate. So I went out, uh, looked in the newspaper, ended up finding a duplex that was for sale. And then uh, worked with my cousin who we invest in the real estate training with. Uh, we scraped together just enough money to get the down payment. And we bought that first duplex. So you're talking about your why and aligning with Ariana on the level of why, which is, you know, when it comes to coaching, the level of why is always the level of values. And so generally, it is really important to know why you do what you do, which is all about your intrinsic motivation. And aligning on that level with your spouse, wow, that could be the bottom line of a good collaboration, right? And so how did you actually create this vision with Ariana? If people listening right now would know more about how to create such a plan on their own or with their spouse, how would this process look like? Yeah, so this is actually the entire first section of our upcoming book. Um, you know, it's called, uh, we call the section Plan with Purpose. And it really walks through the process that we developed. It started 14 years ago, but it's really evolved over time. And what we recommend people do is just sit down and think about what your vision for the future is. And if it helps to set a timeline, that's fine. But what you want to do is individually each lay out really these four things. And what we look at is the first box or category are the things that you want. So this is, you know, what kind of house do you want? What kind of car do you want? You know, a, a lot of the, the physical things. Then the next category is experiences. This is, you know, you know, do you want to be able to travel? Where do you want to live? Um, do you want to be able to pay off debt? What are the experiences that you want to have? And for most people, when they sit down and do this, they focus a lot on those first two categories because initially what we're all trying to do is to just take care of ourselves. We're in this like survival mode where it's like, if I could just make enough money to take care of my family, like I'd be good. I'd be set. And so that's where most people start. They, they outline those two things. And then what we find people end up focusing on later, but you should think about at the beginning is the third category, which is relationships. So this is, you know, who do I want to have strong relationships in my life, either existing or people that I want to be able to add in. And then the fourth is impact. And this is really saying, all right, outside of myself and my family, what is important to me and what legacy do I want to live? What impact do I want to have on you know people or on the world? And this doesn't have to be huge. It's whatever makes sense for you. And so by outlining those four categories individually, then what you can do as a couple is you come together and you just share some of those. And once you share them, like for example, let's say you both agree that you want a certain type of house. Well, now you know you're aligned on that. And let's go through and say, you decide you want to live in one place and your spouse doesn't. They want to live in a different place. Well, now you know there's a difference of opinion there and it's something that you guys can explore and talk about. And through this process, what you want to do is align on your overall vision. 
So this doesn't mean that you have to do everything exactly the same, but you want to have the major points aligned together. And once you do that, we then recommend people do what we call build your roadmap. And this is basically saying, okay, how do we go from where we're at today to that vision? Because we're not going to be able to accomplish all of your goals or everything overnight. But what we can do is work backwards and say, okay, let's say, for example, we want a certain type of house. Uh when do we want that house? So we actually have people like put this up on a wall where we have a worksheet they can fill out where you might say, okay, I, I want to get this house in three years. And your spouse may say, well, I want to get this house in two years. So then you say, okay, what makes sense? What time frame makes sense? And you agree on that. Then you look at the next thing and you're like, well, I want to leave my job. Well, when do you want to do that? Well, I want to do that in five years. So as you start putting these goals up, what you end up doing is creating your roadmap to go from where you are today to your vision. And so you start out, it's kind of like a GPS, right? You start out with your destination, then you enter your starting point, which is where you're at today, and it builds a roadmap. So now that you and your spouse have this roadmap, you then say, okay, we now know what we need to do the next 90 days, and we focus on that. And as we continue doing this process, Every 90 days, we're going to come back and readjust our goals based on what progress we've made and then anything that's changed. So this gives us a really good path forward as well as then a good cadence for checking in and adjusting that path and continuing to work towards our vision. It is really powerful and I really like the concept that you work backwards. So you create a vision first and then a roadmap in different categories, which is really powerful. Uh, which chapter is it in the book again? Is it the section plan with purpose? Yep, it's it's plan with purpose. And it's kind of funny because people often come to us for help with their business. And then they really get confused when we don't start initially talking about their business. We actually start talking about their life and what they want their life to look like. Because we're very big proponents of making sure that you build your business to support your life. And this book is connected to your coaching and training company, right? Yep. So basically, um, with that company, we initially started out working with established businesses to help them grow and scale, basically figure out how to um, become you know, leaders or CEOs of their business, uh, put systems in place, put a team in place so their business can grow without taking over their life. And so as we did that, we, we really enjoyed it. But we had this passion for helping you know, newer entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs that weren't quite established yet. And so what's been really cool is we've then been able to take our experiences personally, as well as a lot of the businesses that we work with, and put this framework together to help people figure out what kind of business they should start and what size that business needs to grow to, to allow them to leave their jobs and then essentially have that freedom. So it's been really cool because we've been able to take everything that we do in our coaching programs and then really condense it down into a book to make it very low cost and affordable for everybody to get started on this journey. Wow, it sounds really exciting. Uh, would you tell us more about that process? If I understood you well, you are now focusing on aspiring entrepreneurs, helping them figure out what kind of business they should start and what size that business needs to grow to allow them to leave their nine to five jobs. So how does this process actually look like? Yeah, so it comes down to a couple of things. Uh, one is making sure that that business is going to support the lifestyle that you want. Uh, 
So for example, if you have a, the lifestyle that you want is you want to be able to travel quite a bit, then we have to make sure we design that business so that you can run it from many locations. Uh, if you know you once you figure out how much money you need to make to cover your personal expenses every month, we need to then make sure that we design that business so that we understand how much money it needs to make to be able to pay you enough to cover your expenses. So we're going to get clear on what the different criteria or conditions are for that business. And then we're going to go through this activity to basically figure out you know, who is it that you want your business to serve? What group of customers? Then what problems do they have? Uh, what are they willing to pay to solve those problems? And then what sort of solution can you create that will tie that all together? And once we do that, then you can basically say, well, here's the time frame for building my business to the level it needs to leave my job. And then once again, we just like we did with your life, we're going to work backwards and say, okay, if, if it's two years to get there, let's start working backwards and figuring out here's how much we need to sell and here's the different things we need to put in place to allow the business to build that way. So just like in life where we want to set the vision and then work backwards with the roadmap to be very intentional about what actions we take, with your business, it's the same way. We want to understand what's the future vision for the business work backwards to figure out basically the milestones that you need to hit in order to build that business and then ultimately figure out what actions do you need to focus on today, this week, this month, and in the next 90 days to get you started and moving on that path. Uh, and deconstructing and chunking down those bigger goals or vision that is really powerful. Are there people who don't have any idea or business idea? They they just want to start their own businesses. And do you help with that as well? Yeah. And, you know, here's a, a common issue that a lot of new business owners have is there's this misconception out there that uh, a great business is actually built off a great idea. And, you know, that really couldn't be further from the truth. You know, we've probably heard like I, I've said it before and you've probably heard other people say it. You see a product out there or you see a successful business and somebody says, oh, I had that idea five years ago and they give themselves a lot of credit for the idea. But there's a big difference between having an idea and building a successful business. And a trap that a lot of us fall into is we focus so much on the idea or on the product or solution that we want our business to build. And we don't spend enough time focusing on the customer we want to serve and really understanding their needs, uh, the problems that they're facing, and what they're willing to pay for. So when you get started in business, you actually want to initially focus on who it is you want to help and then spend quite a bit of time actually talking to them and understanding, you know, who are they? What do they believe in? Uh, what are their likes and dislikes? How do they think? How do they make decisions? And then most importantly, where do they want to go? What is their desired outcome in a certain area? And then what is getting in the way of them achieving that outcome? Because once you understand this, now you can put together a solution that solves that, where what most people do is they think they have a great idea. They go and create and spend a bunch of money to create the idea or to create the business. And then they try to sell it and nobody buys. And the reason nobody buys is because they don't understand their customer enough and they don't make sure that they're positioning their, their product or their service 
to solve that problem for their customer. So Mindset Nation, this is really important to know your customer first. Get clear on who you are serving and get to know those people. What desires they are having and what struggles they are facing and then you can come up with a solution. And so Tom, is this concept included in the book as well? Yeah, absolutely. So our our view with the book was you know, our, our coaching programs cost money and there's an investment there, but we didn't want to limit, you know, the amount of people that we could help because maybe they financially weren't at a point where they could invest in coaching with us. So what we did was twofold. Uh, we actually have a free podcast that Ariana and I host every week where we talk about the same topics and the same things that are in our coaching programs. Cause we want to let people know, like, here's all the information you need. And if you can take this and go and build a business on your own, fantastic. If you can take this information, but you need a little bit of help, then we have programs that can help you. But what we also wanted to do, like, cause if you listen to the podcast, one, like all the topics aren't in order. So one week we might be talking about you know, uh, how to improve your marketing. The next week we might be talking about um, how do you integrate your work in your life so that it's not taking over um, one or the other. But so what we wanted to do with the book was basically take everything that we teach in our courses and on our podcast and put it in a logical sequence so that people could literally go step by step. Uh, There's activities included in the book same things that we do in our coaching programs. So we wanted to make sure that people could get started and had really a roadmap to be able to do that at a very low cost. Actually, I uh, listened to one of the one of your episodes and you were talking about values and why values are really important. And in my coaching program, I actually focus on vision and values uh, in the very first module. And I think it's really important to get clear on your values when it comes to your business as well. So I don't know if in the book, like plan with with a purpose, is it also included or would you, would you tell me more about this uh, topic values when it comes to your own business? Why is it important? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, it's definitely included in that first section. We have a whole chapter on really defining your core values. And um, what's really cool is that the, the whole first section of the book where you're helping to get clear on the things you want, uh, we actually have a two-page worksheet that will help walk you through that. So as you're reading the book and you know we're, we're prompting you with questions to think about to help you get clear, we also then have a worksheet where you can capture all this information so that when, you've got, when you're done, you've got this two-page what we call life planner that is very clear on you know, what is the the purpose for your life, which includes your core values, the legacy you want to live? What is your vision for the future? Uh, what does your ideal day look like? And then you have that roadmap to help get you there. And then we even take it down to how much money do you need to make at certain points of your roadmap? And what actions do you need to either start doing, stop doing, um, do more of, do less of in order to make that happen? So coming back to core values, a lot of people one, it's challenging to figure out what your core values are. So a lot of people just skip this. Um, but when you have your core values clear, a couple things happen. One, it's so much easier to make decisions because your core values are really a filter for decision making. So for example, one of our core values is do the right thing. So whenever we're faced with a decision, we just ask ourselves, 
what is the right thing to do in this situation? And that usually makes that decision much easier for us. Um, another mm-hmm. core value that we have is collaboration over competition. So we look at everybody that, that we come into contact with and say, how can we work together to serve our customers better, to serve the people around us better, rather than seeing that other person's competition. So by really going through and defining your core values, you're clearer on who you are, what you stand for, how you behave, and you actually make it a lot easier to make decisions both in your life and in your business. It is so important. I mean, I'm I'm constantly working on this, figuring out my core values and also for Mindset Horizon, I think it's about contribution and being of service and also inspiring people um, to pursue passion or cultivate a passion. And values are really important to that, right? And besides values, also belief systems are fundamental or maybe the topic mindset when it comes to establishing your own business, like at the very beginning. So Later on, maybe you have worked on yourself uh, when we talk about personal development or leadership, but at the very beginning, you need a mindset that allows you to to start your own business, to believe in yourself, to have this belief system that basically supports you in starting out as an entrepreneur. So do you work on that topic as well with people or what do you think about mindset? Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's... You know, when I was looking around at successful people versus unsuccessful or people that, you know, weren't happy with where they were, this um this trend kept coming up. And, you know, it's basically known as, you know, how do you view the world? And are you viewing it as a victim or are you viewing it as a victor? And what I mean by that is a lot of times people will look at a successful person and how they react to that will tell how they view the world. So for example, somebody might look at us and say, well, of course, Tom was successful. He went to this school or he grew up in this family or, you know, whatever reason. And so what they immediately do is they start making excuses and taking the power away because they basically say, well, he was successful because he went to the school. So I can't be successful because I didn't go to that school. So that's that's a way that and, and if you look at people and if you know people like this, they often struggle to get ahead because they take their own power away by attributing someone's success to their circumstances rather than their mindset and their action. But if you look at successful people, they look at somebody like that and they, they start asking questions like, how did that person get there? What what actions did they take to get there? How do they think or how do they view situations? So, for example, when a problem comes up, do you view that problem as something that you don't have control over and it's a bad thing? Or do you view that problem as, hey, this is an opportunity to actually help people and you know maybe make money? So entrepreneurs are constantly looking at problems and saying, how do we solve this problem? How do we help more people? And as a byproduct of that, we'll make money. Whereas people that often don't have success are looking at it as like, Uh, This is a problem. I don't like it. Uh, It's the government's fault or it's somebody else's fault, not my fault. You know, so how you look at those situations is really going to dictate the success that you have in the future. And um, there's a really cool activity out there that, you know, we actually talk about in the book and we use and it's called be, do, have. 
And so successful people, or I guess unsuccessful people, people that are struggling, look at, you know, uh, what they want to have. And they're basically saying, okay, well, that person has that because, like I said, they went to that school. And so what they're basically doing is saying they can't do that because they don't have it. So they can't do the things that are required to be happy because they didn't go to that school. Whereas successful people will look at it and say, all right, I want to have this thing. In order to have this thing, what do I need to do? And then once they know the actions they need to do, they look back and they say, who do I need to be? How do I need to think? And once you understand how you need to think and how you need to build, how you need to view the world, you can then educate yourself and work on yourself to become that person that can do those actions that can allow you to have that result. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I mean, I, I don't know if you know about the logical levels. Basically, I can. Uh, it's a coaching tool that I use in my coaching as well. And the very top level is the identity and then the values and then the how and then the what actions and behaviors and then the environment. And it's all about this. Like you have to have this identity uh, in order to follow through on your goals, right? So there was a quote, actually, I shared it today from Tony Robbins, human beings follow through on who they believe they are, right? So you want to have this identity in order to be able to follow through on your on your goals and dreams. So basically, it's the B. So who do I need to become in order to, you know, manage to to follow through on my goals? And, and, and I think there's, there's when the transformation really occurs, right? And so how do you actually transform your identity? For example, I was in architecture for 10 years and then I became a coach in the last three years. I was working on my business and I was in this transitioning. And what I figured out is that having a compelling vision that we were actually talking about in alignment with your values is really the game changer and then identity transformation happens when you have this compelling vision and when you have your core values in alignment with that with that vision so this is i think one of the key things uh people should focus on yeah absolutely you know i i think what's cool is that there's a lot of different models out there you know we just shared a couple of them but if you look at it what is really common across those models is a set of principles and the key principle that we're talking about here is it really starts with you and it starts with how you view the world and you know how you view different situations that come up and then based on that what actions you're taking to become that person and you know you could take two people set them down, give them the, the same exact tools, resources, etc. And one of them could be wildly successful and the other one could be, you know, an utter failure. And when you look at that, you ask, well, what is it? Well, okay, we put them both in the same environment. You know, we, we gave them both the same tools and the same access. So why was one successful versus the other? Well, it had nothing to do with the other stuff. It had everything to do with that person. And who their identity is, what their mindset was, how how strong their why or their vision for doing something was, you know, and then how they viewed and the actions they took to make that a reality. So although when people are looking for success, they're they're often looking for like, what business should I start? Or I need a tip or strategy around this thing. Most people don't realize that 
the the biggest you know uh, driver of their success or the biggest thing that are going to hold them back is themselves and their mindset. So oftentimes when people are struggling, when you look at it, it's because they don't have that right mindset or they haven't yet become the person that they need to be to overcome that challenge that's in front of them right now. So regardless of where people are at in their life or in their business, the question you want to look at and say is, who is it that I need to become in order to overcome this challenge that I'm faced with? So we don't want to have, you know, we don't want to ask for easier challenges we want to ask for how can I become the person that can overcome bigger challenges? Mm. Working on that resilience. And how do you how do you actually make sure that you have this mindset or identity? Or how do you do you have some kind of a daily routine or habits that you do in order to bulletproof, let's say, your mindset? Yeah, you know what? So I have, I definitely have a daily routine. And the thing I'll say about this is uh, a lot of people shy away from daily routines. Um, They think they're hard or they might be really creative and they think a routine is restrictive. But the reality is we, we all have habits. And if you look at, you know, a, a typical day, we have a lot of decisions that we have to make. Mm. And so to me, what routines are is their habits that help reduce the number of decisions that we have to make, as well as set us up for success. So I'll, I'll share my daily routine. Everyone's going to be different. But the key thing is your daily routine should set you up for success every day. So you want to include things that help make you, you know, put you in the best spot for that. So for me, I wake up anywhere between 5 and 5.30 naturally every morning. Uh, I get up, I drink two glasses of water right away, and then I head down to our home theater, which is an all-black soundproof room, and I meditate for 10 minutes. And through that meditation, it helps me really kind of get clear on, you know, what's on my mind, um, you know, what's consuming my thoughts, and really just come back to being able to focus and be present with with where I'm at and be aware. Uh, from there... Uh, I'll, I'll usually do some sort of learning. So I look at what problem do I need to solve next? And then I want to learn something that I can then take and apply that day. So I'll read a book, I'll listen to a podcast, I'll take a training course, whatever it is. And, um, after that, I, so now I've, you know, taken care of my mind, I've taken care of my growth. Now I want to take care of my physical body. So I'll do some sort of working out, either weightlifting or some cardio exercises to get my body moving, the blood moving. And then, um, you know, I'll, I'll go and then spend time with my kids before they go to school. So that's the relationship piece. I'm then able to start my day with key relationships with my children, with my wife. Uh, we'll get them ready for school, everything kind of set up there. And then what I'll do is transition into work mode. So then when I have my startup routine for my work day, it is, you know, clearing my workspace, making sure everything's clean. Uh, I'll brew a pot of coffee and I'll sit down and basically plan out my day. And so when I do that, I'm looking at what is my intention for the day? What is it that I intend to do or to achieve that day? Mm-hmm. Then I'll look at my calendar and say, what meetings do I have at specific times? And then I'll look over at, okay, when I don't have meetings, what are the couple key actions that I need to take in order to fulfill my intention? And so by doing this, I now have set myself up for success. I've got a very clear picture of what my day looks like. And then I do a quick sync up with my wife to basically say, 
All right, what's your intention? What's my intention? Do we need any support from each other? All right, let's go. And then we go off on our day. Wow, that is so powerful. Uh, actually, I have also implemented my morning routine about two years ago, and it gives me this clarity every morning that I need. So I have also a goal setting or intention setting session, let's say, uh, in my morning routine. And then I have this clarity, what I need to do during the day, throughout the day. And also it's connected to my bigger vision, right? So it's important that the goals I have for the day or the intentions, I know that it's connected to my bigger vision. And I also think that that's why it's really important to have this, have this bigger picture in mind or, or the vision, right? Yeah. Yeah. I agree a hundred percent. And so what we do outside of that is, you know, when we have that roadmap that we laid out for both life and business, we then know what we want to accomplish the next 90 days. So what we'll do is every goal has then uh, a number or something associated with it. So we can clearly say, have we achieved this goal or not? And the answer is yes or no. So some people will set a goal, but they won't set a measure. And then as a result, they never know if they've achieved the goal or they never know if they're on track. So then you take each goal and you break it down into what are the three to five major projects that I have to do to achieve that goal. And then you can break each project down into the tasks that require. So when you go through and do this planning process, then what we do, for example, is every week we have a planning meeting. And part of that meeting is looking back on the previous week and basically saying, what went well? What challenges did we face? And then based on that, what improvements do we want to make in the upcoming week? And what do we got to focus on? So by having that weekly plan, then our daily plan is just saying, all right, from that weekly plan, what couple of key actions are we going to take to make sure that every single day we're improving and we're moving towards our goal? So there's a whole like system and framework around this that, you know, it does take a little bit of time to get in place. But once you have it in place, it you're you're so much more intentional, you're so much more productive, and you can adjust when things are off so much faster to make sure that they get back on track. Beautiful, I have to say. Um, you are running now three different businesses at the moment, right? Uh, which one of those businesses are you most passionate about and why? Yeah, it's definitely our our coaching business, Lifestyle Builders. And the reason for that is we started our real estate business and I was never passionate about real estate, but we started it because we wanted to be able to you know, make money so we could leave our jobs and take care of our family. Uh, we started our wine and liquor store basically for the same reason. You know, sure, I, I enjoy wine and liquor and learning about that, but it was never my passion. It was, you know, purely to be able to uh, help the community, help our employees and help us. But so those two businesses were really focused on us and allowing us to leave our jobs. I never planned on actually being a coach or doing the third business. But when we left our jobs, we started having a lot of people reach out to us and basically say like, I, I like what you guys are doing. You know, you guys have two kids. You've built two successful businesses. You've now been able to leave your jobs. Like, can you help me with that? I want to achieve that same thing. And so we started Lifestyle Builders to really be able to, one, fulfill, you know, some of our passion of being able to create an impact and help other people, um, you know, while then also building a third business and, you know, generating more income for ourselves. So, to me, I know all the struggles that Ariana and I went through 
over the last 14 years of trying to get on the same page, building each business, the the financial struggles that came up along the way, the having to work long hours and make sacrifices to make that work. So we've been through it. We know the challenges that come up. And so when we're then able to help other people to you know build a side income, uh, to be able to pay off debt, to be able to build a business that actually impacts their customers while allowing them to make money, um, that is really just you know our passion and it makes us so fulfilled to know that not only have we been able to do it for ourselves but we're now able to help other people create their ideal lifestyle wow i think it's a wonderful thing to help others create their ideal lifestyle you know we were talking about passion and it's quite an interesting topic isn't it when you help people create their ideal lifestyle do you also help them find or cultivate a passion or what do you think about this topic having a passion in general? Yeah, so there's this, you know, common saying that people keep repeating and I'm not really a big fan of and it basically says, you know, people are like, "Oh, I want to build a business, you know, what should I do?" and people are like, "Well, follow your passion." And um to me that's at at worst incomplete advice, you know. Um and, you know, or actually it could be just really bad advice because it's often incomplete. So I'm a big fan of having passion in your personal life. And then your business may or may not actually be what your passion is. Because here's the thing. Your your passion can fade or it can change. So if you're building a business purely off a of passion, you may get bored with that business in the future and then it's going to fall apart. So you don't want to build a business purely off a of passion. What I tell people to do is find out what you want in your life and then build a business that allows you to do your passion. Um, when it comes to business, though, passion can be a part of it. There's this uh, Japanese, um, I don't know if it's a framework, a saying, it's called Ikigai. And yeah. this is a big thing that we recommend to people. And basically what it says is what you should be looking for is these four things. You want to look at you know, what do you love? Like, what is your passion, right? You also want to look at what are you good at or what can you become good at? You want to look at what the world needs and you also want to look at what you can be paid for. And so this is kind of set up in one of those like Venn diagrams. And, you know, if you have like two of these, but not the other ones, you might end up having uh, your purpose fulfilled, but you're not making any money, right? Like if you are good at, eating pizza and that's something you love, but you haven't found a way to it's something the world needs and how you can serve them. Nobody's going to pay you for that. So you've got a really cool hobby, but it's not making you any money. So what you really want to do is you want to look at those four criteria and make sure that you've got something that checked those boxes. And what we often then tell people is you want to add a fifth criteria and make sure that whatever this business is actually supports that lifestyle that you want to create. Because sometimes people can build a business that actually goes against their lifestyle and then they're not going to look positively on the business because they see the business as trapping them from their lifestyle, just like a lot of times jobs will do. I think uh, in general, people are struggling with this term passion because sometimes they might think, oh, I don't have passion or I don't know what's my what my passion is, right? And this is something you 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 can cultivate and not not really find. It's similar when you say, "I have energy" or "I have creativity," and I think that you generate energy and you can generate creativity as well. 
So with the term, you know, it's it's the use of the language, and 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 I think it can be tricky sometimes. And what about purpose? Like, if you want to build a purpose-driven business, is it is it is it something similar to passion, or is it connected to your passion? Purpose can be different, or what do you think about it? Yeah, you know, um, one of the activities we actually have on the life planner is going through some things to figure out your purpose. And we think purpose starts with with you and your life, and that usually is you know it's connected to your core values, uh, connected to your legacy. And when we talk about legacy, it's not just the legacy you want to leave, but the legacy you want to live. So there definitely is some work around finding your purpose, but that's an ongoing thing. So it's not something that you have to wait for. It's not something that's just going to appear one day, but it's through intentional thinking it's through conversations and actions that that will become more clear for you and when it comes to your business i a challenge i find a lot of people fall into is they're like well i want to have a purpose driven business and they end up putting purpose as the first thing instead of profits and it's not to say that they have to be exclusive to each other but a lot of times these purpose driven businesses actually struggle with making money and ironically, when you don't make money, you can't have as big of a purpose or an impact. So what we tell people is fall in love with your customer, right? Make your customer the central point in your business and focus on serving them. Because if you serve your customer and you're helping them, you're fulfilling a purpose, right? And so by, by making sure that you're building a, a financially healthy business where you're able to sell products and make a good profit and satisfy the people that are buying your products or services, you are serving the purpose for those customers. Now, if you then want that purpose to become bigger as your business grows or over time and you want to have more impact, that's phenomenal. What I want to make sure people do, though, is not put purpose in front of profits and think that they have to be mutually exclusive. You can have both. And ironically, the more profit you make, the more purpose and the more impact you can actually have. Mm. I would love to go deeper into different topics, but I think we are running out of time. Before I ask my last question, tell people where they can find you online. Absolutely. So we've talked about the book uh, a couple times here. So if people are interested in in grabbing a copy of the book, it's called Lifestyle Builders, Build Your Business, Quit Your Job and Live Your Ideal Lifestyle. And um, it really goes through the six major sections of how to get clear on what it is you want out of life, how to get your personal finances in order and figure out financially what things need to look like to allow you to leave your job. Uh, it goes through how to start and validate your business so you're starting to make money. Uh, it then goes through how to structure your business and allow it to scale through being, becoming a better leader, through putting systems in place, and through hiring a team. And then ultimately showing you how to transition from an employee, leave your job, become an entrepreneur. And then the final section really talks about any of the, the self-sabotage or the mindset stuff that might get in the way and prevent you from achieving success. So if people are interested in you know, starting a business or if you got a business and you're trying to build it in a way to allow you to leave your job, um, this is a perfect book for you. And you guys can find that at lifestylebuildersbook.com. Build your business, quit your job and live your ideal lifestyle. Amazing. Uh, where do you see yourself and your business in 10 years, 20 years time, like a big vision? 
Absolutely. I love that question. So really our big thing for us is a couple of years ago, we shifted from that survive mode where it was really just taking care of our family and now into what we call thrive mode where it's like we want to have we want to deepen our relationships and we want to increase our impact and to me our impact in the world is going to be helping people to realize that this traditional path that so many people are on and fall into of go to high school get good grades go to college get good grades get into a whole bunch of student loan debt um then try to work a job for the next 45 years and then finally retire. That doesn't have to be the path for everybody. So what we see for us over the next 10, 20 years is being able to really help people realize that there are alternative paths. You know, there are paths of going into trades. There are paths of going into entrepreneurship, which is a big one that we recommend. And, you know, really what we see is being able to empower you know, the next generation to say, hey, I can take some time to get clear on what I want my life to look like. And I can intentionally design that life. And if college is the path that will help me get there, I'm intentionally choosing that. But if it's not, I'm intentionally choosing entrepreneurship or, um, you know, the trades or whatever else to help me live my ideal lifestyle. Wow, what a wonderful vision. Tom, I wish you good luck with all these aspirations and thank you so much for being on the show. Absolutely. Thank you so much. What is up, Mindset Nation? Thank you so much for listening and I really hope this episode's been highly valuable to you. And if so, please make sure to spread the word and share this episode with your friends. We are on a mission to build this community of Mindset Nation, so please make sure to go to iTunes, go to Stitcher and support us by rating and reviewing the show and don't forget to subscribe as well. For more information about Mindset Horizon, simply visit our website MindsetHorizon.com and sign up to our weekly newsletter to get the latest information about new episodes, Mindset Transforming freebies, tips and insights. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Leave us a message. We'd love to get in touch with you and hear more about you. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Take care and be limitless, my friends. Mindset.